Stat Media Group, delivering logistics news since 1986. This is Cargo Masterminds from Stat Media Group. It's Monday and it's time to catch up with our new Cargo Mastermind. Hello and welcome to Cargo Masterminds. My name is Reggie John. Global trade has been transformed repeatedly throughout history, driven by a combination of new technologies and new policy rules that unlock their power. The most significant technology that drove global trade up was containerization, and the new policy environment was the GATT, or the General Agreement on Tariffs and Trade, which later led to the creation of WTO, or World Trade Organization. The result was a dramatic drop in trade costs, a huge increase in trade, the emergence of global firms and value chains, and the integration of a vast range of countries into global economy. With the rapid penetration of high-speed internet and an accelerated pace of digitization, particularly in the last one year because of the pandemic, which forced individuals and establishments to use the digital platforms to stay connected and transact. In this highly digitally connected world, where does global trade estimated to be worth a trillion dollars stand in terms of digitalization. Is the global freight industry on par with its peers when it comes to seamless digital transactions? How are companies big and small in the global freight industry beginning to standardize their data, offer a better customer experience and thus bring cost efficiencies? How are small but deep technology companies creating cutting edge digital tools and marketplaces employing artificial intelligence, machine learning, and big and deep data to truly change the status of international freight, one of the oldest industries. To discuss this and much more, I am delighted to have Zui Schreiber, founder and CEO of Freightos, an eight-year-old technology company that is revolutionizing the way global freight capacity is bought and sold. Freightos is the leading digital marketplace for international shipping, both ocean and air. Thanks, Zui, for joining me on the show. Thanks, Reggie. Great to be here. Zui, first thing first, uh, place in context the significance of the Qatar Airways cargo coming on board and the rollout in six countries uh, as on Sunday, February 7th, and the significance of the world's largest cargo carrier coming on your platform. Uh, certainly a very, very dominant platform in the industry uh, to launch a very dynamic digital freight booking. Yeah, thanks, Reggie. So um, just to give this some context, you're asking about the Web Cargo platform. Web, Web Cargo is an affiliated company of Freightos, which uh, takes care of technology for service providers, uh, freight forwarders and carriers. We work with about uh, 2,000 freight forwarders, representing more than 30% of the world market. And one of the key initiatives that we have on Web Cargo is what we call Digital Air Cargo, DAC, Digital Air Cargo. It's, it's kind of equivalent in the travel world to a Sabre or an Amadeus, which are uh, connecting the freight forwarders to the carriers in uh, real time. And uh, this platform, Web Cargo, the, the Digital Air Cargo platform, has grown tremendously uh, during 2020. Um, it started already in 2018 with Lufthansa. In 2019, we had Air France KLM and IEG Group uh, joining. So we already had some big carriers. In 2020, we had Etihad and more recently uh, Delta and others. So we've already had a lot of major, you know, top tier carriers um, connected to Web Cargo for digital air cargo. 
and we have our 2,000 forwarders, uh, you know, using it to place orders. So all of that was up and running and growing. Um, despite that, uh, you're quite right in your question that the fact that Qatar Airways are joining is hugely uh, significant in a few ways. First of all, they're, they're number one. They're the biggest um, air cargo um, airline, uh, as you said. Uh, but they're not just the biggest, they're also real leaders. The, the team at Qatar, led, led by uh, Guillaume and Michael and Kirsten, they're, they're real visionaries. They understand what digitization can do for air cargo. Um, so uh, they're really very uh, important partners, uh, not just in bringing their huge volume, but in bringing their vision onto the platform. What, one final comment, which just will give you an example maybe of what I'm saying in terms of uh, Qatar's a visionary approach. Every carrier who connects to Web Cargo uh, has a cost saving because they start to get orders in real time, fully digitally. It saves them time on, uh, you know, call centers and, and human interaction, and it saves them stakes. So they all have some saving. Uh, Qatar is the first one who is really passing on that saving to their customers. So Qatar have actually announced, which is very exciting, that the the best price, a discounted price, will be available on Web Cargo. And so they're taking their saving that they get from uh, connecting to a digital platform like Web Cargo, and they're passing some of that saving onto the uh, freight forwarders. And they're the first ones to really commit to pass on part of the saving uh, in forms of a discount. So I think that's a very exciting initiative, which will help freight forwarders to really appreciate the other benefits, as well as the other benefits of uh, digital air cargo, they'll, they'll get a direct cost benefit as well. Allow me to take you back uh, about a decade back into 2011, I think, perhaps uh, you, you're an outsider as far as the freight industry is concerned, but you dealt, uh, you understood actually um, how backward the freight industry is that when you were leading the your previous company and you were shipping stuff from uh, China to Europe and the US, uh, how do you look at the evolution of the date freight industry, uh, let's not be too proud and too, um, uh, too happy with the, the way that the freight industry <laughs> is, uh, is, uh, is evolving now. But how do you look at as a somebody who developed software and technology for uh, different industries? Well, that's a great question. Um, first of all, it's very gratifying to see that the vision that we had in 2012 um, is uh, is starting to get realized by us, by others. Uh, by the way, our roots are even before 2011, 2012, because um, a key part of our company is, is Web Cargo, which we acquired. Um, and the founders there, Manel and Enrique, had started that already in 2008, 2009. So, so the roots of the company, uh, of the Web Cargo part of the company, are even um, further back. Um, I, th I think, Reggie, you said it correctly. <laughs> we shouldn't be too self-congratulatory in a way because um, I always, um, when I talk about digital air cargo, um, in a way it's inspired to some extent by what's happened in passenger travel, which has been great for everyone. It's been, you know, not during COVID, but other than COVID, the planes have been fuller and the prices have been cheaper and uh, digitization has been fantastic for passenger travel. Now, um, the, the roots of digitization of passenger uh, flying go back to 1963. That's when Sabre went live. So American Airlines um, was already doing uh, some kind of electronic booking of passengers onto their planes in 1963. That's 58 years ago. Um, and uh, still American Airlines are not yet uh, fully digital with cargo. Hopefully that will uh, very, very much hope to work with them to bring that online this year. 
Uh, and really the, the first uh, airline to really have an API for cargo was Lufthansa in, in 2018. Um, so this industry has gotten far behind um, passenger travel, retail, uh, financial technology. But it's very exciting to see that it's finally uh, catching up. And uh, a lot of the things that we spoke about in 2012, it took a lot of time. It's a, it's a complex industry. It's a conservative industry. There are 100,000 freight forwarders in the world. It's a very fragmented industry. Um, you know, there's multi multimodal. There's all kinds of complications because cargo doesn't walk itself onto a ship or onto an airplane. So you need a truck and you need customs clearance and you need um, trains and, and river barges. So, so there's a lot of complexity and a lot of fragmentation. But it's gratifying to see that the things that we've been talking about for eight years or finally nine years almost are, are finally starting to happen in a very significant way. Let us uh, look at the aviation industry, uh, particularly from the passenger business side. Uh, as a passenger, you are able to book your best tickets possible, check-in, board, all fully digital and seamless. Uh, you're sitting in a plane and below your feet is the belly of the aircraft where cargo gets loaded. Remember, 50% of the global air freight capacity is in the bellies of uh, passenger flights. Uh, uh, but the experience for, for the cargo from booking to boarding to flying is completely different. Uh, the difference in digitalization is so different, but both are part of the same industry and part of uh, the same organization. Uh, do you still get frustrated at the pace of digitization in the cargo side of the aviation business? Well, it's improved a lot um, because it's changing, right? So. In 2018, we worked with the first carrier with Lufthansa, so that gave us a little bit of hope, but it was one carrier. You can't really digitize an industry with one carrier. 2019, we had the IAG group, Everyone's KLM. It was starting to get a little bit of momentum, but still three carriers, all based in Europe. It wasn't yet a global effort, but in, um, in 2020, it really uh, took off, if, if you'll excuse the pun, and uh, we saw a 10x growth uh, from the end of 2019 till the end of uh, 2020. So it really grew 10 times in a single, the, the, the volume of electronic bookings on our platform grew 10 times in a single year. Um, and it's going to carry on growing very, very rapidly. So of course, it's a much better feeling when, of course, there's, there's a long way to go, but you see the momentum that it's really, really changing. Is that more by accident or by design? Because the pandemic happened uh, and there was no way but to go digital. Yes and no. I mean, that's a fair question. I think the pandemic, it was happening anyway. So to be fair to the airlines and the, and the forwarders, um, like I said, we already had some electronic bookings in 2019. We already had a few airlines. Um, so it was happening any, anyway, and it would have happened anyway. Uh, having said that, I think you're quite right that the uh, COVID-19 pandemic has accelerated things for two reasons. Um, one is that uh, you know that that nothing is static anymore. The the flight schedules are changing every day. Uh, as airports, you know, there's lockdown and airports open and airports close and flights are cancelled and uh, there's quarantines and and there's um, a lot a lot of change. Um, and then there's passenger aircraft get converted into freighters. So suddenly there's more freight capacity. Um, so, um, you know, the old way where you had an Excel sheet with your, with your flight schedule and your prices for a whole season uh, just looks ridiculous now. I mean, that, that's just, even then it wasn't so ideal, by the way. It, it was never ideal to have static schedules and static prices for six months. 
but in the pandemic it's completely impossible things are changing very very rapidly so um, so that's one reason why it's getting a lot of attention. Uh, the other reason, as you'll appreciate, is that suddenly cargo has become the most profitable or the only profitable part of an airline. So you talked before about the passengers on, you know, at the top and the cargo below the feet. But right now, the cargo deck below the feet is, is making more revenue than the passengers in many cases, unfortunately. Um, and I know that many CEOs of airlines, you know, used to see cargo as sort of a very much a secondary or tertiary sort of revenue stream and, and gave it very little attention. Uh, and suddenly it's the most profitable part of their business. So cargo is getting a lot of attention, attention from IT, attention from the airline management. So, so for those two reasons, the, both the dynamic nature of, uh, of the industry and also the um, revenue potential of cargo and, and the high prices of cargo, uh, yes, it's definitely accelerated things. You know, when you started your company, began to kind of really think about Freightos in 2011 and finally launched the company in 2012, uh, you actually had to build up the database uh, because there was no data really readily available and uh, the data that you were collecting were all of, of uh, absolutely no, no standards. Everyone had their own set of uh, data, how it's collected. Is that something that you think there is much better uh, data collection and there is a much better standardization of data and it has become easier for you to uh, create business models for uh, for airlines and for the freight forwarded, forwarding industry? Well, yes and no. Uh, standardization, no. There is still no, virtually no data standardization in the industry, but, but we've got around that and managed to collect data much more effectively anyway. So to give you an, an idea, we, um, you know, we, we work with about a dozen airlines who we've integrated in real time, uh, but no two of them have the same API, the same electronic connection. So each one was different, but we've now created a hub where, which translates all of that. So now a, a big freight forwarder or shipper who wants data from multiple airlines has, can get a single API, a single electronic connection from uh, Web Cargo which allows them to talk to all the airlines. So we're creating the standard by doing all of the translation on the fly. And that's only, that's only for the ones who have digital air cargo. For all the other airlines and for many of the ocean liners and, and trucking, uh, it's still Excel. So still 95% of the data coming into Freitas and into Web Cargo is coming into Excel sheets uh, and non-standard. Each Excel sheet is different, but we've made, a lot of progress in uh, creating algorithms to automatically read those Excel sheets. So the majority of Excel sheets that come into us, and it's hundreds of Excel sheets every day from all around the world, from carriers all around the world, the majority of those Excel sheets are now read fully automatically within minutes by our system and are within the database, updated in the database for the freight forwarders, uh, for the shippers where that's relevant, uh, you know, within minutes. So I think, uh, <laughs> Uh, there's been no no progress in data standardization, but uh, companies like uh, Freitas and our uh, subsidiary Web Cargo have certainly applied modern technology to um, to normalize the data, to standardize the data, um, even though it's under the underlying data is non-standard. And the result is very good. The result is we, that we have a database with billions of prices, literally billions of prices for every possible route of air and ocean and rail and 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 uh, truck. Um, and that's all in a fully normalized database. And, and a lot of it is still private and it's, uh, you know, segmented for just specific 
customers who own that data. Some of it is now uh, public and available, um, but but we, we, we've been very successful in normalizing the data. Uh, Zoe, can you just tell us about because you are a you are a software engineer? Can you tell us about also the deployment of artificial intelligence, machine learning to make sure that the data that you collect is like uh, refined using these digital tools to provide the the best data available? Yeah, so I think, uh, you know, like you said in your previous question, Reggie, it all starts from the data. So you can't do anything clever till you have the data. So a lot of our work was, uh, like I said, getting connecting to different APIs and translating them and, and ingesting Excel sheets and translating them. Once you've done that, then you can run uh, algorithms. Uh, in honesty, a lot of the stuff that needs to be done in this industry is not so complex that it needs sort of uh, you know, deep learning neural networks or anything like that. But but certainly we run algorithms of all kinds, um, particularly, most importantly, the routing algorithm to actually take all the legs and, and find the optimal uh, routes door to door. Uh, so our routing algorithm is a, is a key focus. Um, the, the All the pricing uh, business logic is, is a key focus. And now, of course, also the uh, industry data. So we publish the uh, Freitas Baltic Index, the FBX. So we publish every day based on a huge um, data that an accurate average price for shipping a 40 foot container on various trade lanes. Uh, that, that data is uh, free at, uh, at fbx.freitas.com. Uh, we're planning to do the same for air, to have a Freitas air index as well. Um, so yeah, once you've got the data, you can, you can apply a lot of algorithms. And, and nowadays with cloud computing, it's become so, relatively so easy and inexpensive to uh, to process massive amounts of data. Zoe, uh, is the ocean freight uh, stakeholders more prone to uh, use the digitalization than the air freight industry? What has been your observation? Because you service both the, both the mode of transport. It's been about the same, I would say, actually. So if you think about air, there's a dozen, maybe slightly more airlines have really got dynamic prices and electronic booking. Um, if you look at Ocean, there's a few leaders like uh, Merskline and Habag Lloyd who've got uh, APIs, who've got you know, electronic uh, connections. There's some more, some more coming. Of course, there aren't as many Ocean liners. So if you look at a proportion, maybe sort of, um, you know, the, the leading 10% of carriers or, or, or so, maybe by now 20% are digitized, both in air and in container shipping. Um, so I think overall they're both at, a, at the same sort of stage where you've got a few leading carriers who are now digitized. They can give you a binding price, an instant price, a dynamic price, uh, a committed voyage and, and transit time. So you've got the leading carriers on both air and ocean uh, can do that. The majority of carriers still can't. But I think in both cases, both in air and in container shipping, we're past a certain tipping point. And I think all the carriers who don't yet have a an API, an electronic connection with dynamic pricing, with, with uh, fixed committed pricing and transit time. Uh, I think they're all working on it. So I think, you know, two years from now, you'll see that most cargo, air and ocean is booked electronically with a binding dynamic price, which is, which is how it should be. You know, when you talk about dynamic pricing uh, or the live freight rates, uh, how dynamic or how live that you can get, uh, does it mean that there would be uh, change in hourly or a daily basis uh, with all variables checked to ensure that the customer is getting the best rates available on a specific route? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the airlines are now, many of the airlines we're connected to are now updating their prices on a fully uh, dynamic uh, basis, certainly daily, but in some cases, I believe hourly or more. 
Um, now, there's still some who don't. There's still one or two airlines where we have a, a, a real-time digital connection. So every time the freight forwarder searches, um, we are talking to the airline's computer at that second and getting a price. But with one or two airlines, we notice it's always the same price and it only doesn't change very often. And there may still be an Excel sheet behind the scenes. So even though we're querying it in real time, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're calculating the price in real time. So there are a couple of airlines like that, but but not uh, that, that's already the exception. Most of them have moved to truly dynamic pricing. They're, they're At the second that the freight forward is searching, the airline is checking how much uh, capacity they have left on, on the flight. Uh, whether they have more volume available, more weight available, what density they need to, to fill the plane, both from a volume and a weight perspective. Um, and they're giving you a price uh, which is fully dynamic and optimized you know, to, optimize to uh, help the airline's revenue. Tell us about your business model that you work with your customers and particularly on the wet cargo uh, net marketplace. Uh, is that uh, uh, based on a subscription model or it's a certain percent of the value of the order that you bring on board? Uh, so we have a couple of different platforms where we've got th three sort of uh, business units. So let me just go through them one at a time. So the web cargo platform, uh, the digital air cargo platform, which we discussed, which is connecting the forwarders to the airlines, um, is completely free for the forwarders. Uh, and we get a small fee from the airlines because we're saving them uh, the, the cost uh, and the errors of, of you know, manual connections. But the great news for freight forwarders, they can um, sign up for free. It's called Web Cargo Sky, um, and it's uh, completely free for freight forwarders to use. They do need uh, to have an IATA number uh, to access it. That's the rules that most airlines have. Um, and, uh, and they can also access it by API. So some sophisticated forwarders have got their own systems. They don't even use our portal. They, they actually connect it system to system as well. Uh, and then uh, we also have software, uh, Web Cargo Accelerate and Web Cargo Air, which freight forwarders use to manage also their private rates and to send out quotes to do the door-to-door -door pricing and the quoting. Uh, so that's software as a service. That's a subscription model. Uh, like I said, we have close to some, some freight forwarders use just the free service, but most of the 2000 freight forwarders are, are subscribing to use the software and they, they get fantastic return on investment because it makes their whole quoting uh, process quicker and more accurate. Um, and then we have Freightos.com, which is our site for shippers, mostly small shippers for spot quotes. So that's sort of the equivalent of booking.com for, for a shipper, for an importer or exporter. Um, and again, there, there's no subscription, it's completely free. Um, and uh, we take a small fee uh, from the sellers, from the freight forwarders when we, because we're a sales channel for them. So when we find them a customer, we take in that case, a small percentage. Finally, uh, the FBX uh, data, uh, our uh, indexes, uh, which give you the ocean prices, which are also suitable by the way, for index linked contracts. So you can use it uh, as a basis for pricing. It's fully audited. Uh, FBX is free for the weekly update, and there's a small subscription to get the daily update. By when do you expect to launch the index for the air cargo sector? Uh, I won't give you a date, but it will definitely be this year. Coming to, uh, uh, I believe you have uh, kind of uh, about 100 million funding that has come into, you acquired a company in Spain, which is a web cargo, and then you acquired a company in India which is also made into the part of the web cargo by Freitos. Uh, uh, tell us about uh, how effectively you are funded, how, uh, how seriously you look at to expanding your, uh, your footprint in different markets. Uh, are you looking at acquisition of companies? Uh, tell us about the future, how that you would want uh, Freitos to evolve. 
Yeah, so I mean, certainly we're expanding aggressively. This is a big, big market, and there's still, like we discussed earlier, still, still the majority of the market which is not digitized. Uh, so we're working hard on that. Um, our main um, expansion strategy is not by acquisition at this time. Uh, those two, those two acquisitions, which were important to us, but they were opportunistic. We weren't going out looking to make an acquisition, but we came across fantastic uh, companies um, that uh, we felt were a good fit. But yeah, we're expanding our team the whole time. We're, we're setting up um, new account managers and, and sales in, in different countries. Uh, we already have very, very good market share in Europe, which is where Webcargo started in Barcelona. Uh, so in some countries in Europe, we already have 90% of the market, at least for air. Uh, but in Ocean, we have less, so we're expanding. But but now, big push to expand in, in the Americas and in Asia as, as well, including, like you mentioned, setting up an office in India. Can you just tell us about the number of uh, employees that you have right now and the number of countries that you have offices? Yeah, well, we're a little over 200 uh, people around the world. Uh, the biggest offices are in Jerusalem, Ramallah, Barcelona. Uh, we have offices in Shanghai and Chennai. Um, so those are sort of the, the main offices, but then we also have individuals in, in various other countries uh, around the world, just you know, individuals in home offices representing us in other countries uh, as well. Do you intend to raise more funds? Uh, possibly. I mean, we, uh, you know, fortunately, we, we've raised a lot of money, so we're not in any hurry to do that. But I think given the size of the opportunity and given the momentum, especially on digital air cargo, which is the fastest growing part of the business, um, I think it would be interesting this year to raise more money just to accelerate the growth even faster. Yeah. Louis, my last question, what is the future for uh, Freitos uh, and for web cargo by Freitos? If I have to have a conversation, I'm not saying what, 10 years from now, maybe like five years from now, what would be the, the kind of growth that you would expect to see in Freitos? Well, let me answer it not from, you know, our sort of uh, selfish perspective, but from the industry's perspective, right? So I certainly expect that um, 10 years from now, hopefully already five years from now, um, you know, freight will be digitized. And when a shipper wants to ship something by air or by ocean, multimodal, um, they will always get a price quote, which is uh, transparent, you know, so the invoice will always match the price quote. The price quote will always be specific about which voyage it's going to be on and what the transit time is on, and it will be optimized so that um, so that every time someone's shipping, they're getting the best route, the best price, the best transit time, the best carbon footprint if if they want to pay attention to that. Um, so that's our goal. You know, our goal is to enable that. But uh, but we, we're judged not by what Freitas achieves. Uh, we're judged by the industry giving a better service to the importers and exporters and, and helping to expand global trade. Thanks, Zavi. It was uh, a delight talking to you. Thanks, Reggie. So that was Zavi Schreiber, founder and CEO of Freitos. That's it from us at Stat Media Group. We bring cargo masterminds every Monday. Thanks for tuning in and come back on next Monday for a fresh episode. Have a nice day.